church is good and this is the best place to be at this time. Most of us lose our blessings just because of some little things. There is a man in the Bible who almost lost his blessings, his healing. The healing he's been looking for many years is called Naaman. Because of offense. Naaman was a very great man a general that can fight, a general that has helped the king to win battles, and I believe the reason why the king was keeping Naaman, even though he was leprous, is because of his military powers. Sometimes when you can use somebody, you don't care about his defect. Once it benefited you as a king. But there was a girl that also slave that was taken, that was staying with the house girl, staying with the wife. And this girl saw that uh, uh, this man has some defect, uh, which in those days it is called incurable. And normally when you have it, you are taken out and you are an outcast. They put you outside the gate. You don't live among human beings. Uh, uh, and, but because of his, uh, uh, his powers, he, he could live among them. So, and he didn't have a slave, somebody to, to save him. So the girl saw it and had the boldness to share the good news as believers. Then she said to her, her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he will heal him of his leprosy. We need to be able to share any good news that we know. This is an evangelist girl who stayed in that house 
and through what she said, brought salvation to Naaman. I believe that everywhere that you also go, where you live, where you stay, your workplace, every place, you have some good news that you know that you can tell the other person. That's one lesson. The other lesson is that he said, told the mistress, the mistress told the, uh, uh, the, the husband, honey, uh, learn while we've been looking for the solution for a very long time, they said we can have it. This girl said, when you go to Israel, when you go to Samaria, there's a prophet living down there, and when you get close to the prophet, the prophet, you'll get your healing. He said, wow! The man gathered everything, got a letter from the president, and, 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 and took off to uh, Samaria to go and meet the prophet. And sometimes when people are coming to church, they have their own solutions in their mind. He carried himself and came, and he got to where the prophet was, and somebody uh, met them. I'm armor bearer, sometimes overbearing, the armor bearers. The armor bearer stopped the man and said, Hey, Charlie, this place is different from your hometown. If you're a general there, when you come here, you should learn how to submit. He said, No, I don't want you. I want the prophet. He said, Let me go and call you. He told the prophet. The prophet sent him to go and tell the man to go to uh, 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 go and dip himself uh, uh, into the Jordan. How many times? Uh, uh, seven times. And he knows that there are good rivers more than Jordan. Just like coming from the, uh, uh, by the, uh, uh, the Volta Lake, uh, uh, which it passes through my area too, Black Volta. Very nice, not polluted yet. <laughs> then you ask me to go and dip myself in Kole. The first thing that happens to me is that I'll be offended. He got offended that why I have come to this man, he should recognize my position, he should recognize that I'm the general that can even command anything, and I am this and that. So he came, he was very furious, and was going back with his leprosy. Some of us, but Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. So he had his prescription before he got there. Going to the hospital, you have their prescription. You expect what the doctor should do. He come and he didn't do that. He said, oh, this doctor is a very bad doctor. He's not a good doctor. Never go to God with your own prescription. Because it did not fall into his prescription, he became offended. I thought this prophet will anoint me and you came and said, God bless you. He has done it. He said, I can't go on, Mom, Paya, Mommy. 
I thought prophet would come and he would scream and would jump and speak in tongue for 30, 30 minutes and lay his hands upon me and I will feel electricity in my body. This is exactly because it did not happen. This expectation did not come to pass. He got furious. That the man did not even show me respect. These men of God, they don't respect. I have come here of you to, to, to prove to me. He should know. There I told you that somebody came from some village, some assemblyman, and he was struggling with an usher. He wanted to come and sit in front. And I thank God. See, we should understand people. Where he's coming from, when he gets to the church, he's the lead man. So he's given a high position. Any place he goes, all of us, you feel very big somewhere. But when you go to some place, you are small. <laughs> if you don't have this in your mind, you will be offended in life. It's not every place I go to. When I go to a place, some churches, sometimes I go to church, and I go and sit like congregation. The last Friday we went there. I was also sitting like congregation. I think until they, they figured me, so I said, the Pastor, you made me embarrassed. I got embarrassed. So if you go, he was so angry and offended. And because of offenses, some of us have lost a lot of great blessings. Some people get offended. I say, I want to me, you your back. Meanwhile, you have no job anywhere to do. Then you come and you're suffering, your children are suffering, your family is suffering, you're looking for a job, you go here, they bounce you, you go here, they say there's no way, now you're crying. It's your pride. Don't let offenses make you react. <laughs> offenses I told somebody, somebody was so angry. He said, oh, prophet, I, I was going to get and the person has just, she's tossing me. I'm angry, I won't leave. I said, hey, oh, here the boom. What do you want? The person is going to give you. The time has come. Come for it. He said, you are angry. Offenses has robbed many people their marriages, their work, their, tell me where there ought to be their dignity every place. Why do people become offended? There are things that makes us offended, isn't it? Sometimes somebody will tell you, say something which you don't like, isn't it? Unaccepted utterance. Somebody you knows some people have got a machine gun tongue. When they tell you one thing, if you don't take time, 
own food, you will never eat it. <laughs> Why should somebody say something for me not to eat that day? But offenses can make you refuse to eat. You are angry, you come home, your wife say, come and eat. How we eat? Your wife has done nothing. The food they cook is your own money. Come and eat. You won't eat. Why? Because you are offended. Meanwhile, it's not your wife who offended you. Somebody offended you in town. And you brought it home. And because of that, you won't eat. Offenses. Something all trances. Things you tell people can bring, can make them offended. That is why when you are speaking, be very careful and sensitive. Wars. Nations, countries have been destroyed because of utterances. Says something that looked like this, and somebody took it to a certain level, and somebody reacted, and before you realize, the whole thing was in confusion. So we shall mind what we say. The Bible says, soft answer. That's what. James chapter 3 verse 5 says that the tongue is like fire. This tongue, it can create, even so a tongue is a little member and boasts what? Great things. This small tongue in your mouth. The things it will say, sometimes somebody is talking, look at the person and say, ah, is this guy? Okay, let's look. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. And this tongue is a fire, a well of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and set on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. The tongue is nothing. Anytime you speak, either hell, if it's in line with hell, hell takes it and breaks it, and it burns the whole place. If it's in line with the heavenly view, it takes it and Put it on. So whatever you say can either build or destroy. I hope you're getting me. Some of us were never married because some gentleman came and just wanted to propose to you and the worst you told the man. You broke the man 
He later you saw that, hey, is that this person I should have mellowed down? Some of the men, the women you could have married, what you told them made them threw away your proposal. And you're praying, disturbing God. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> oh, this is life. <laughs> and God will say, look at, look, look, look at that, that, that gentleman. Look at him. He's waiting his time. Whatever we say, that is why the words of the prophet, whenever God's prophet speaks, heaven takes it. And it's enforced. Whenever the devil initiates you to say things that is in line, the devil also takes it and brings confusion. Hallelujah. Sometimes physical abuse can also bring uh, 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 offenses. Abuse. You remember David son who had a very strong lust L-U-S-T for the, the half-sister and the guy wanted ways and means and had a bad friend there are some people their wisdom are very bad He told a friend that that guy, that guy said, oh, I will give you an example, yeah, something. Just, 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 I will show you. And Anon had a friend whose name was what? Jonadab, the son of Shimei, <laughs> David's brother. Now, Jonadab was a very crafty man. So if, if one want to do bad things, he was looking for a crafty man. <laughs> so Jonadab, he went to who? That crafty man said, this man can show, he can, he can show me how to get the girl. So the man, look at how crafty he is. And he said to him, why are you, the king's sons, becoming thinner day after day? He, see, sometimes you can be filled with lust of something so much that you can eat, you start growing limb. Hey, this is not love, boy, it's lust. You can't eat. Some say, oh, I'm falling in love with this guy. I want him to propose to me. Pastor, look at how I'm growing lean. Hey, go and eat. <laughs> Don't let anybody's love go beyond, beyond Jesus' love. Let nothing stop you from moving to your next level in life. He was so engulfed with the woman so much that he was going to tell his son, he said, ah, why are you going to in the house of a king? Probably there's food there. You know, in palace, there's always food. Even when there's a, 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 things are difficult outside, inside there, there's nothing difficult because there's food. So he told him a story, they are friends, and they said to him, why are you king? Okay, okay. Let, let, let. I love, so he said to them, will you not tell me? I'm not said to him. I love Tama." my brother Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, 
lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. She says, when you're visiting sick brothers, <laughs> don't go alone. <laughs> when they call you at midnight that I'm sick, sister, come find another person and go with him. <laughs> they just tell, and you know, this is my half brother. So she, she wouldn't even think anything. So, so Jonadab said to him, lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, please let my sister Tama come and give me food and prepare food in my side that I may see it and eat it from my hand, from her hand. What kind of disease that prescription <laughs> this is a drug they are going to <laughs> it's, a, it's a good pharmacy shop this is why you must buy so uh, you know, the guy is very crafty so <laughs> then Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill and when the king came to see him Amnon said to the king please let Tama my sister come and make a couple of cake for me in my side that I may eat from her hand. Say, and when, you know, when you are sick, people want to give you attention. So, so he didn't want to say, if that's right, like, let, let Tama come and cook for. Okay, look at it. And then he sent home to Tama, saying, now go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. His father himself uh, uh, now trying to push her into the trap. So Tama went to her brother Amnon's house and he was lying down. Then she took flour and kneaded it and made cake in a side and baked the cakes. And she took the pan and placed them out before him. But he refused to eat. Then Amnon said, have everyone go out for me. So be on plain freedom, huh? Everybody, go out. Something should have clicked. So brothers and sisters, when you are dealing with people and something is happening, think, oh, don't only go by heart, by faith. Use your brain too. And know where the thing is leading. And they all went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tama, bring the food into the bedroom. Hey! Bedroom? from dining to bedroom, that I may eat from your hand. And Tama took the cake which she had made and brought them to Amnon, her brother, in the bedroom. Be careful entering into bedrooms. Because bedrooms are for some things. Now when she had brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her, somebody who is sick, and said to her, come, lie with me, my sister. The animal in him now won't eat. But she said, answered him, no, my brother, do not force me. 
for no certain should be done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. And I, where could I take my shame? And as for you, you will be like one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he will not heed her. He wanted a way to escape. But when that thing comes, you cross on level, it's difficult. He did not heed her voice. And being stronger than she, he forced her and lived with her. He raped her, abused her. Sister, brother, Continue. The Namnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. And Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. After he satisfied his decision, went last. Sister, don't let anybody deceive you. Brother, don't let anybody deceive you. Sometimes the last is so strong, they think they love you. They are lying. That's where you see where they love you. They all say he hated her more than what he said he loved. And Amnon hated her exceedingly so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love which, with which he had loved her. And Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. Frego! Now treated her with contempt. After using her, as if she was the one who came and tempted her, him. Let's see. So she said to him, No, indeed, this evil of sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me. But he will not listen to her. Then he called his servant who attended to him and said, Here, put this woman out, away from me, and bolt the door behind her. It's a Bible, it records things. It records things. People think that God hides it. He didn't hide anything. After being used like that, is that how to treat the woman? He called the servant, come and pull her out. They dragged the woman out, bolted it. If you were the one, what would happen? Now she had a robe of many colors. Oh, for the king's virgin's daughters wore such apparel. And his servant put her out and bolted the door behind her. Then Tama put ashes on her head and tore her rope of many colors. The guy had destroyed everything about her life. That was on her, and laid her hands on her head, and went away crying bitterly.
Sorry, I'm reading the story. I want to know that it's in the Bible. And Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? You see, that you can't tell anybody. So the brother saw that. Mm, Amnon. Aquan. But this is money. Has your, Amnon, my, my, your brother been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take these things to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. You see, Absalom did as if there was nothing. I'd been born. <laughs> when people get offended, there are different ways people react. Sometimes some, they react in different ways, some they are quiet. I like I, I, the silent one is the most dangerous one. <laughs> You've done something to your wife, you come with everything. I'm fine. How are things? Good. Today, uh, this, <laughs> I'm going to work. Yo. <laughs> Once you get that signal, <laughs> you know there's something wrong. <laughs> The silent war is greater than the, it's, it's more painful than the, the one if they talk and they say, oh, you, you are good, you are bad, you are this, and that one, you, you, after it's finished, you cool down. But if she's quiet, like, Absalom, quiet, waiting for an opportunity to revenge. If I say you're somebody who's here and you take care of yourself, but now I'm being as if nothing has happened. Some of us have the other spirit. So physical abuse can also create offense. Absalom got offended, but there's a different way he did it. Disagreement that you've been feeling that you've been cheated can also offend you. You know, sometimes you can feel you are cheated. How many of you know that? You feel you are cheated. You remember, Jesus employed some people. He took some, he said, he gave a, a, a parable that a man went out and employed some people for a daily wage. He took some in the morning, and those people went, he said, how much will you charge me? And they said, I'm going to charge you so and so. He said, I will pay. He went in the afternoon, went and took some people, and he said, how much? He said, I will pay. He went in the, listen, and I think an hour or two hours to the closing time. He went again and brought some. And, 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 and when they finished, when he started peeing, he started with the, uh, uh, the last one. So when the last, the, those who came late, he gave them the amount those people charged. They said, wow. So when the evening had come, he, the owner of the vineyard came to the steward, called the laborers, and gave their wages, beginning with the last to the first. Let's look at how he gave. And when those and when those came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius, a daily wage. But when the first came, they supposed that they will receive more. 
and they likewise receive each ordinary of the God. That is the daily wish. He did not cheat you. He gave you your right. But when they saw, what happened? And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner. You got your daily wage. You agreed, this is how much I am charging you. And I agreed to it. You finished and I gave you the money. The problem was that they felt cheated because some people came at the 11th hour. If the people hadn't come at the 11th hour and they were the only people, they would be very happy. Imagine you working in your office now. Some of you have got good salaries. Very good salaries. They're paying you. You're happy. The moment they bring another person who you think doesn't deserve to take a salary and they give him more than you, something in you tells <laughs> that I am not appreciated. Some of you will quickly resign. Meanwhile, you've taken that salary for over five years. The moment a third person came and you felt you were cheated, you, 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 you became bitter and tried to say, it's not fair. So they got offended, not because the owner did them anything evil, but because they felt that the owner shouldn't have given those people that money. But that is his money. If I decide even to give it free, it's not your matter. But some of us, we get so offended if somebody is being blessed. <laughs> Tell somebody, don't be offended. Tell somebody, don't be offended. Tell us, don't be offended. Are you offended by my preaching? No. <laughs> Sometimes how people treat you makes you being offended. Sometimes you feel very big. You know everybody has got estimation of himself. And sometimes the way you see yourself that's not how other sees you. Eh? If you think you are great, your greatness is to you alone. Don't think everybody will see you as great. <laughs> so that is the kind of how you should live your life. <laughs> if you want to transfer how you see yourself to others, you'll be disappointed. Sometimes you don't understand that somebody you don't think should Somebody talked to you and said, oh, how are you? He said, ah, you should have added sir. <laughs> what is wrong? Whether sir or no sir. How are you? He's asking you, how are you? The sir have nothing to do with how you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the sir will bring an offense. Say, me, look at how she addressed me. 
I remember the first time I went to, when I went to UK, finished ministry and some small boy came, Christopher, <laughs> and that is their, their culture. So if you don't understand that culture, you become offended. That he needs to add uncle. Meanwhile, you are not his uncle. <laughs> Uh, said, Christopher, so it's my wife, oh, Christopher, how, how did you, you are, the, you are great, Christopher, I said, I'm going to get but that is the culture, the culture is they call your first name, we, our culture, you must add some title. <laughs> Uncle, brother, sister, what again? Huh? Auntie. If you don't add the auntie, you're in trouble. <laughs> don't worry. When he takes the auntie away, you are still auntie. But people get offended because they are not called prophet. But not everybody will recognize me as a prophet too. I am not the prophet to everybody. Hey, if he's not a Christian, he doesn't care about your prophet. <laughs> so as you walk in the well, some will call him Mr. Anon, some that they address me, Mr. Anon, I say yes. Once you mention my name, my name is my name I'm not a pro, I, my name is not prophet my name is Anno. so once you add the Anno, I accept <laughs> offenses happen to all of us all of us get offended here or there sometimes in marriage, your in-laws, you get offended the way when they come to the house and the way they throw their weight about. There are some in-laws, they are so good that when they come to the house, they want to take control. They still think that their son is still their son. You know, when you give birth to a child, you don't think he's growing. You still think that I have a Even if he's old and the hair is white, you still think he's a child. So understand the way some people think. So he comes, hey, what did you cook for? My son. Understand the culture. When you're going to marry, do a little study of the culture of your spouse.
some of them, they are the careers of the family before you marry them. The person. They were the bread, he's, the, he's like a father and the breadwinner of the whole family. So after marrying the person, remember. Are you getting it? Remember that there is a relationship. And ask God for wisdom to deal with them. If you find them, you will never be happy in your marriage. So do a little background check. I know some are very, uh, some, some of the in-law we think they are very difficult. It's love. They have, they are possessive over their, uh, their children. Pray that God losing the hands once more <laughs> so that I can have I can hold some portion. The same way a man can marry a woman. And the woman, the mother has been the one that they talk to, they, they, they sleep, and they, they do everything together. So everything you discuss, you go out as a mother. <laughs> Understand, don't be angry. Don't be offended. That we discuss this and you went and told your mother, hey, you married somebody who used to discuss him with the mother from age zero to age 40. You, two years, you want to change it. <laughs> huh? Don't be offended. If you don't want to marry a place that in-laws will intrude in, find a culture that do not. Oh, am, am I boring you? No. I'll tell the truth. <laughs> uh, some people, some places, when you are going to marry, it's not expensive. But if the woman dies, hmm, the cost of burial is more expensive than the cost of marriage. So when you're going do all those studies and while you're married, save towards both of you. <laughs> or you'll be offended. One day they have you say, Adam, say your dishes. Sometimes they would what is the most painful thing, they will dictate. You are the one going to use your money to buy, but they will show you what you should buy. Ah! But that is culture. But I believe that as we move on, as believers attack our children, our children, children, this culture will be modified nicely, or where it won't bring a lot of offenses. That's why you need to marry in the house of the Lord. I hope, I hope, I hope I'm seeing something sensible. 
So it can come, your in-laws, even religion. Disagreement. When I say religion, even it can be churches. Some church believes that when you're baptizing, you must put every head inside the water. Some believe that you should put, you should drop it on the head. Some believe that you should pour a bucket of water on the head. That's baptism. And it becomes an offense. Once you say you belong to this church, ah, you get offended. In the same house of God. We get offended. Some people get offended even when we slap, we, we, we clap our hands. Some get offended when they come to church and we begin to speak in tongues. I told you already, I went and had a program. And some lady got healed, went back to the husband. What's it talking about? The husband said, What? You went to those people who speak in tongues. He said, honey, but this sickness has been with me for long and been troubled. Now it's gone. He said, I don't care whether the sickness is gone. When you're offended, you, you don't reason. People who get offended, they can't reason. He said, look, lock the woman. Said, and, and at the end, he wanted to be the woman. But thank God, God knows how to. God is more than a court. When the next day, when the woman went, he said, you've gone. I'm going to cut her head, lock the door, wanted to give the woman one slap. I wanted to give the second slap, and he fell down. He said, and thank God for women. She wasn't offended. She rushed and cried, and they brought this in. They wanted to, the man got up. They poured water on him. He got up and said, hey, he said, let's take it to hospital. He said, Nabi, don't take me to hospital. Take me to the prophet. He said, hey! So the wife thought that when it was falling, the head hit something. So it, <laughs> Not knowing that he saw an angel. When he gave the wife a slap, the second one, he saw a huge angel coming from the ceiling. And he stood before him. He couldn't even see the face. And he heard a voice. He said, now I have come. If you want to fight, this is the one fight. And at the sight of the angel, the guy, that huge man, the guy just fainted. The man didn't touch him. Over. Fear made him faint. He said the wife should pray for him. They prayed. He said, take me to the prophet. It was around 2 a.m. He said, the prophet is tired. Let him rest. I had a program with, I think, uh, Rema Church. Then early in the morning, he said, I want to see the prophet. You who don't want the tongue, now you are now looking for the tongue. The wives had to manage him to 6 a.m. He said, let's go and wait. By the time he gets up, we are there. By the time he came, I had left to Accra. Because I left from Accra. I think by four something, I've left. Um, because I have to come to Accra. I'm going to go for another program. When he got there, he said, I've gone to a crisis. So he took his car. I said, sometimes God knows how to deal with men. 
fill his car with petrol, he said, let's go to Accra and let me go and seek for the, go and look for the man. He chased me and they came to Accra. By the time he came, I had gone. <laughs> Eventually, he himself spoke in tongue. Eventually, he himself. Don't be offended by anything. Some get offended easily. Even when an usher asks him to sit at the place, who are you? Because they think that you don't have the right to tell them where they should sit. Oh, are you angry with me? If they ask you to park, car park, and I know the car park people too, you'll be very gentle with them. Don't behave like military. Your church members. Guide them with love. Speak with, to them with respect. But if they speak with you with respect, know that is because of your own safety. Because of your own, they want to protect your car. That is why they are asking you to park there. Don't be offended. Who are you to tell me? So what's all? Even. The way they look at the look at the guy, look at For your information, those parking the cars, anybody working in the house of God, that's not the way he does outside. Some might be managers, some might be great people, but they want to serve you. The fact that he's directing car, he's not a watchman. He might be somebody's managing director, directing you. So let's give respect to everyone. Remember, you see direct cars, isn't it? You see, car, listen. And he's the director of, he's the director of a Ghana Law School. Directing cars. So he's, there are people who are doing the work of God. Find work to do. The work in the house of God does not describe you. It is better for me to sweep this place than to be at the top of the world. Because this is what is going to give me spiritual blessing. Find some work to do. The important thing is the spiritual blessings in it. Say amen. amen. Don't be offended. Tell someone don't be offended. Have I offended you? No. Don't be offended. Sometimes even people looking at you, you get offended. Some people, their face are offensive. <laughs> you meet them and <laughs> sometimes you don't look at the face. The face, I don't know what happens. Sometimes the face looks at somebody you don't like. There are some faces you don't like by nature. 
but they are creation of God. Because we are not the same. Some are beautifully made. Some are wonderfully made. Some are fearfully made. All of us, we were made for a purpose. Sometimes we need the fearfully made people to put the godly fear in some people. There are some people, if they, you stand there, like, if you look at the face, people will see more. But some people, their face is the main stands there, you know, this guy, fearfully made. So, we all have a role to play. Don't be offended. Tell some, don't be offended. Sometimes some people ask for a lift, and the person says, oh, I am not going to where you are going. You got offended. It's not your car. <laughs> you didn't buy petrol inside. You're only asking for favor. And the person says, I can't do that favor. And that one, you get offended. You ask somebody something, he can, he needs something, maybe he's in difficult time, he come and ask you. Somebody, after I've spoken, he looked at me and said, oh, ministry. So he got offended. I said, what do you want him to do? He doesn't have it. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Put yourself together and move to the next level. I'll be closing very soon. Huh. There may be. Jealousy too can make us come in offense when you are jealous. So that when somebody buys a new shoe, somebody gets offended because of somebody's shoe. Hey! You get offended. Because somebody got elected. You get offended. And whenever people get offended, they get angry and they get bitter. Sometimes offense can bring bitterness. Like how Abel's brother, they all gave offering. And God accepted Abel's listen and rejected Cain's listen. Cain became offended and planned, became bitter, and the way he was talking to God. Uh, uh, sometimes we get offended, sometimes we can talk to God anyhow. Some of you fight with God. God. Look at how I've saved you, this useless man. You bless him. You know that the person is useless. God don't know. God, if you don't answer this prayer, I won't come to church again. Amen. 
you, you can't be church for God. <laughs> you can't be church. You ask him, protect me. And I'm, oh, thank God I am not God. Like, I'll let you go home. When you go home, I'll create problem on you. And I'll see where you pass. So, <laughs> he was very angry with God for not accepting. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. And then he decided to plan. The verse 6 says that. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? And if you do well, will you not be accepted? It means that he did not do well. He did not do well. If we don't do well, you will not be accepted. Then he decided to plan. Then God, God will give you a warning. And if you do not do well, sin what? Lies at the door. Anybody, when you get offended, sin lies there. In fact, offense brings sin. If you get offended, even by a church, you wish evil to happen to the church. If you get offended by your husband, you wish something bad happened to him. If you get offended by your wife, you wish something bad happened to your wife. If you get offended by your children, you want to curse them. So he decided to plan. Sin lies there. Be careful. So, but he didn't mind. And if you, uh, he didn't mind, he lies at the door, and if desire is for you, but you should rule over it. At a point, you can have control over sin. But if you cross a certain point with that offense, it will be difficult for you to rule over sin. If you're offended, you cease to think. Right. And maybe next week, I'll tell you how to deal when you're offended and what to do so that you don't end up where Cain ended up. We have come with the